now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, home inspector with Inspect Tech. If you need an opinion from experts in insurance, mortgages, or building inspections, Denise, Lori, and Carrie are great people to talk with. You can find their contact information on our page on the CFAX 1070 website. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. Their contact information is all there, or you are welcome to contact me directly. I'd be happy to introduce you. Uh, I am the host of this show, and I've been bringing it to you for over a year. I've been having so much fun here, uh, learning so much alongside with you, the listener, about all things real estate-related. Uh, my background, of course, is as a realtor here in Victoria, born and raised here in town. I've been selling property since 1991, so this is year 27. I've had a chance to see uh, almost every situation happened here within the region uh, with hundreds of transactions under my belt. And, of course, the other thing that I've noticed, too, is all the changes within the region of Victoria uh, over all of these years. Uh, I'd be happy to help you as well, too. If you have any questions about real estate, just reach out to me. Uh, I'd be happy to talk. It's the time of year that people are noticing the landscaping of properties. Victoria is, after all, the city of flowers. And to many, their yards are a blank canvas to what can be a tranquil escape within one's own property. We're talking today about thoughtful landscape design and how to turn your yard into your own private gardens. This, uh, this week, our guests are James Darnell from Land Story Design Associates and Mike Keddy from YYJ um, Contracting. Let's start, though, with our weekly listener question. If you have a question or curiosity about real estate, call us on our hotline. It's 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or, again, find us online at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on air. I got a Facebook Messenger uh, message from Charlotte this week, uh, and her question was, why is the MLS website so terrible? I have a really hard time using it. Do real, realtors have a different database? Great question, Charlotte. And you know what? You're not the first person to bring it up. Happens all the time. No one ever seems to be really happy with uh, Realtor.ca. That's the MLS website, by the way. This is the um, public site that uh, all consumers can go online and look at properties uh, at every town uh, across the country. Now, I should tell the listeners a little bit of a backstory here. Realtor.ca is a, a Canadian product. It is administered by the Canadian Real Estate Association. So that includes all of the real estate boards across Canada. I can't remember the specific number. I think it's about 96 or 97 real estate boards uh, across the country. Um, this has been a huge advantage for us in Canada because in the States, they do not have a corresponding website like Realtor.ca. Uh, in the States, uh, in, in fact, proper, um, areas like Chicago, when you think about it, they have five or six different real estate websites or real estate boards that realtors need to be uh, members of. It's very confusing, but here in Canada, it's great. Um, now, one of the reasons why it is not a perfect system is because, as you can imagine, there's 96 different real estate boards. They all have very different systems that have to be uploaded into Realtor.ca. Oftentimes, it's a case of square peg round hole. Uh, to give you an example, for instance, some areas we call a one-level house without a basement a rancher, as we do. 
Um, however, others call it California-style homes. Uh, what's a bungalow? You know, bungalows have so many different definitions, and uh, again, it depends within certain areas what is a bungalow and what is not. This is the reason why the system isn't perfect, and I've got to say, Charlotte, it will never be perfect for that exact reason. The best thing about having Realtor.ca, though, is... Uh, the fact that it's there, the fact that we have, you have access to all the properties that are actively listed on the market. Now, you've also asked if realtors have a different database. Actually, no, because when you think about it, it's the realtor databases that get uploaded to realtor.ca. So all the information uh, is pretty well the same. The difference is timing because there's often a delay between when an agent inputs a listing and when it goes up onto realtor.ca. It can be hours. Sometimes it can be later on the day. So uh, there's often a lag. And in a hot marketplace, that lag really makes a difference because sometimes uh, uh, buyers jump on a property even before you know about it for that express reason. Thanks for your question, Charlotte. Thanks for finding me, by the way, on Facebook uh, Messenger. Happy to communicate that way. And for the rest of our listeners, if you have a question, again, call us, 250-414-6540, or find us online at cfax1070.com, and we'll discuss it on air. And now it's time for our home tip of the week. This is where our show sponsors provide you, the listener, with valuable tips around buying, selling, or owning real estate. On the phone line with us right now is Denise Webster, our mortgage broker sponsor with uh, Dominion Lending Services, Modern Mortgage Group. Denise, how are you? I'm good. Great to be back, Tony. Thank you. Yes. What did listeners need to know uh, from the mortgage standpoint? Well, I want to... Uh, carry on from a uh, earlier tip that I provided a little bit about um, income qualifying when we're looking at a mortgage application. And I wanted to take the angle of when you are an employee mm-hmm. um, in possibly just a salaried position, your pay stubs are the same week to week. Um, it's quite it's quite straightforward for the lenders. They um, only require an employment verification letter. And that's just something you need has to have a current date. Uh, It's going to confirm when you started working for that employer, what your current job title is, and what your um, annual salary is or your guaranteed biweekly payment. Uh, That, along with a current pay stub, will satisfy the lender on your income qualifying. Yes, so that's that's current. Like, how far back do uh, do you need um, to go? A pay stub should not be less than uh, or more than thirty days uh, old. So they're kind of looking for the you know some people might be paid monthly. So that's why we have kind of that thirty day limit of a current pay stub. Okay, now some some listeners might have the question: Well, you know, what if I get paid um, uh, electronically, automatic through my bank account? Uh, if you are not receiving any kind of pay stub from your employer, they usually are available online. They do have some form of method, being yeah. able to receive a pay stub. But lenders can also uh, look at a bank statement. Uh, and they'll look at a three-month history, and you can print your deposits only and show that EFT deposit going into your bank account. And it will match up with your job letter, usually the payee, mm-hmm. uh, and that can confirm that you're currently still being paid by that employer. Yeah, because you and I had talked before about uh, self-employed and how complicated that can be as far as having a history of your business and things like that. But right now we're talking about um, uh, somebody who is gainfully employed, uh, and it's a, I'm guessing it's a much simpler process, right? It is. Uh, I think the uh, two things to really hang on to and in when you're thinking about qualifying with your employee income is um, ideally you want to be at that job for at least two years. 
Um, but if you haven't been at that job for uh, two, more than two years, what the lender's going to want to do is look at your previous employment uh, from the fall the previous year, like uh, a T4, just to see that you're still in that same income bracket. You've just uh, changed employers and you're in the same industry. But, uh, you know, if you've received a promotion and taken a better job, we're just verifying to the lender that you are in a similar position and you receive similar income the year prior. Um, and that's not to say it's not going to work. If you've changed jobs and you're in a new industry, um, ideally you want to be through that three or six month probation period. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you've got a guaranteed annual salary and your job letter and your pay stub confirms that, we usually can get lenders to look at that based on some prior uh, work history or just a strong employment verification letter. Yeah. Now, what if somebody's moving in from another town? They, they've been relocated, so they'll have their job letter. They'll have. They'll know what their salary is going to be, but they haven't started the job, and they won't be able to until they move over here. Uh, yeah, it gets a little tricky. If uh, Again, if it's been like a transferred, very similar job, and they've transferred you to a new city, that's usually fine because you've got a prior uh, pay stub from the old job. But if it's a brand new job, uh, it does get tricky. You really want to be able to provide that pay stub before the completion date. So we're definitely going to be able to get you approved, mm-hmm. but we might have an outstanding condition before the completion date because ideally I think you've probably moved here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we can be within even 10 days of completion date providing that current pay stub. Oh, yeah. You know, and another reminder about why people need to have an expert like you on their side, Denise, because there's a lot of complications here. If people need to reach you, how do they do that? Please call me directly at 250-889-4743 or send me an email to denise at denisewebster.com. Any listener who has reached out to you before knows that you're very accessible. So uh, if you, the listener, are thinking about getting some advice on mortgages, you got to give Denise a call. She's great. Thanks, Tony. Yeah. Thank you, Denise. Uh, when we come back after taking a break here, we're going to be talking about landscaping and your property back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about landscaping today because, after all, this is the season where we start seeing a lot more sun. We start thinking about spending more time outdoors uh, and maybe start thinking about doing some improvements in our yards to enjoy it even more. Our guest in the studio right now is James Darnell. James is with Land Story Design Associates. James, thanks for coming. Thank you, Tony. Glad to be here. Yeah, you've got to, you've got a, quite a background here, James. Um, uh, you, I, I will tell listeners right now about Land Story Design Associates. It's a design firm where the main objective is to create and develop unified design compositions for your land. Uh, a design vision has a holistic objective. Uh, your design vision, sorry, uh, has a holistic objective, which is to bring the outdoor spaces and indoor spaces into harmony with each other. That is so important, isn't it? It is, and a lot of people think about one component as separate from the other. It's like the door separates inside and out, right? That's right. However, I have to say, one thing that I have noticed in the past few years is that people are getting away from that, so they're really starting to um, uh, have the outdoors be an extension of their home, right? That's true. Uh, We're asking a lot more of our outdoors. Yeah, well, give us an example. So what are are people asking you nowadays as far as uh, designs are concerned? Well, I think we're starting to see the value of land and that it has the ability to do more than just look like a beautiful yard. We have a lot of people who want to live 
out there. They want to entertain out there. They want to eat out there. They want to cook. Yeah. So we're looking at kitchens and dining outdoor, areas, outdoor kitchens. Outdoor kitchens. Yeah. Um, we're even building things like, like winter cottages. It's just a place where you can escape into your garden yeah. in the wintertime and enjoy the space. Well, I mean, this is such a great town for this conversation because we get to enjoy our, our yards and our gardens for, for so much of the year, right? That's right. It's one of the few places where we really can. Yeah. And there's different ways of extending that use throughout the year. Okay. Let, let's talk about the process. So somebody's thinking about doing something with their, with their yard uh, and they give you a call. Where does it start? What's the, uh, what's the starting point? Well, um, first of all, I like to know a little bit about them and what their expectations are of their land. And then I actually like to go and see it. I like to meet them and kind of do a feasibility check, mm -hmm. make sure that what they want to do is something that's possible. Yeah. And then we start. And so, I mean, sometimes that's budgetary, right? Sometimes. It's, yeah, because I'm sure people might have the uh, sort of, uh, they might have grand plans that maybe are a little beyond uh, um, uh, beyond budget, right? That's right. And actually, I like it. I like it when people bring those grand plans to the table because yeah. I really want to see what the desire is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a matter of working backwards and back into their budget. Yeah. So um, tell us about a, a project, whether it's recent or, or maybe some time ago, that really stands out in your mind as far as uh, something that is, that's turned out really well. Well, there was a project a couple years ago that uh, was very challenging. And it was the type of site that's very steep, very rocky. Oh, yeah. And the client could not even walk all the way around their house. Yeah. So we wanted to actually make their land useful. Yeah. And we actually turned this unusable space into a space that was it's their oasis. They have a hot tub now. Yeah. They have a fire now. Okay. And An outdoor, outdoor fire. Outdoor fire. Yeah. That's right. So they actually do a lot of living out there. They do a lot of entertaining now. Yeah. And they never even dreamed that it was possible. They just needed Based somebody. on that kind of property. Yeah. It was, it was just, they just thought, well, it's a write-off. Yeah. So having someone else come in. And looking at it and saying, you know what, this actually has value. Yeah, they were they were surprised. Yeah, so I mean, a lot of it for you would have to do with siting, uh, for instance. I mean, you're talking about hot tub and and uh, and fire. I'm guessing uh, a fire pit. So uh, um, there had to be um, fuel lines and things like this to to consider, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's a lot more complex than what people think. Yeah, and and what sort of timeline? So is this this property mm -hmm. that you're thinking of right now? I mean, it's these things take time, right? They do. Yeah. And it's always longer than what people think. Okay. All right. <laughs> so um, it, depending on permits and things like that, too, yeah. you can spend a lot, of, a lot of a year just in planning yeah. and pulling things together and getting some scheduling all put together. Now, a, a question that, I, that I'm sure people have is, I mean, obviously, you don't say, I'm going to call up a landscape designer and a contractor who will be talking to Mike uh, a little later here. You don't just call them up today and say, start working today. I want to get this done in a couple of weeks. Uh, you've just said it can take a, it can take a year, right? Um, seasonally, though, like, is there a good time for people to start um, having shovels in the ground? Uh, well, the spring, when things are starting to dry out, is a great time to start. Of course, summer's great for construction. construction. But also probably a busy time, too, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And then... Construction can go into the fall, but as far as uh, designing and starting, um, the fall is really great. We can design 
mm-hmm. through the winter, get things ready, and then spring comes. And when the weather allows it, we can start. So. Well, and this is one of the things that we have learned here in Victoria in the past few years. you, you got to book your trades well in advance, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mike's giving us a little smile here because, yeah, I understand this. You know, we have so many people that say, well, you know, I want this work done now. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got a finite number of, uh, of trades out there, and they're all busy right now, right? That's right. Last July, we were booked completely yeah. through 2018. So Well, there we go. You know, you are looking like at a year yeah, and, and this in, this enables you the time to actually think this through as well, because I'm sure you would uh, you would support this. I think people need to really um, uh, have a strong idea in their minds about what they want, because landscaping is not something that you can do on the fly, right? No, it's there's a lot that is under the surface, shall we say? Yeah, and uh, there's the layers of design. What you've maybe heard that before, and it is a process, and what. We start out with as a vision. Uh, we develop that, and we learn so much as we go, because the land tells us. The land shares its story. The yeah. people share their stories, and usually, what we end up building is much more developed than what they thought before. Originally, mm-hmm. yeah. We're all, we're here with James Darnell. James with, is with Land Story Design Associates, talking about uh, landscaping. Um, now. You know, the nice thing about when it's done, because these things are also not inexpensive as well, but uh, I have to say from our standpoint on the real estate side of things, we are seeing that the money that people are spending on their outdoor landscaping is going a long way because people really do appreciate that. The new buyer or people looking at their homes really do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are, uh, what are some other uh, projects that you've done? Because you're not just uh, residential, right? You do, you do other work. Do some commercial work as well. Yeah. Um, Working on a corporate building for a company that's building a new building. Yeah. Putting in a rain garden there and working on some boulevard work. Yeah. Uh, some street design. Uh, also looking at a town square project. Oh, yeah. And okay, so com- building community basically, right? That's right. Uh, this community has no place to gather. Yeah. But they actually have a great spot that once it's designed, uh, it will be perfect. Yeah, you know, we we don't see that very often. It's funny, you know, you, you, you watch TV shows or whatever, and, you know, in the States, these little American towns, they've got the gathering places and everything. Uh, I mean, Victoria's a nifty town, and it has little villages and stuff, but uh, this this is really intriguing. Yeah, it, uh, town square is a bit tricky, too, yeah. because on paper, they really look great if they're grand and big. But really, that only works for a city where there's a lot of people. Yeah. Because if it's greater than, like, 100 feet across... If it has less than 33 people in it, it's going to feel deserted. Oh, yeah, part of it is scale, right? So yeah. you got to find the right size to where it's not going to feel deserted. So if it's like between 35 and 50 feet across, you can have four people in there, and yeah. it feels comfortable. Yeah. And you want people to be comfortable in the space. But, you know, these are things that I think people sometimes take for granted, right? I mean, somebody needs to have the idea of creating one and designing it. They don't come by themselves, right? Uh, it, yeah, and uh, this, is, this sounds really interesting. Can't wait to see how this uh, how this unfolds. Well, thank you. Yeah, it's an interesting space because if you think about a town square, it's it's kind of the living room of a town. Yeah, it's where they celebrate. It's where events happen. It's if there's a, something that needs to be mourned, it's where that happens as well. Yeah. So it's an important room of the community. Yeah, and uh, you know, we we say all the time with with us in the real estate industry, you know, uh, par- we're not just selling homes, we're selling the community, right? Mm-hmm. 
It's what's nearby. Where are the amenities? You know, where, where are the gathering places? Right. And the funny thing about Victoria is we're a small enough town where there's not a lot of gathering places like with condo developments or things like that. Uh, listen, we've got to take a quick break. But before we do, and we'll get you back after the break too, James, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? They can reach me at landstory.ca. Yep. Uh, and phone number? Or, uh, yeah. Phone number two, 250-858-2163. Great. So uh, stay right there. We'll be back in just a moment. Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show is brought to you in part by Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Services Modern Mortgage Group, Lori Zorn, insurance manager for Island Savings, and Carrie Smith, a home inspector with InspectTech. If you need advice on mortgages, home insurance, and building inspection, be sure to reach out to any of these guys. They are amazing. We're talking today about landscaping, and in the studio before the break, we had James Darnell. James is still with us. He's with Land Story Design Associates. Again, James, thanks for coming. Thank you. What are some things that people should really consider or, 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 or look out for when they're thinking about starting the process of uh, their landscape design? I think the first thing is just to be a little bit patient. Oh, okay. Because it's not just digging a hole in the ground and putting a plant in it. Yeah. That's really just uh, almost the last thing we do. Okay. So just being prepared that they will be going through a process. It is a journey. uh, And that it should be really enjoyable, too. Uh, But I think that's a big thing is be a little bit patient. Yeah, and one of the things that you would help people with as well, too, is the selection of of species and and things. Because I'm I'm guessing most people don't really have a handle of that, right? Well, it's important to put the right plant in the right place, as we say. Yeah. You don't want to put, like, a big oak tree under the eave of your house. Yeah. So someday it grows and conflicts with that. Yeah, or, or somebody like me, for instance, that that uh, that favors low maintenance. I don't want something that's going to take a lot of effort to uh, to maintain. I want it to, to, look, to look nice mm-hmm. um, uh, without me having to spend hours taking care of it, right? Right. And there's all sorts of different gradients of maintenance that you can have. Yeah. Being from the lowest maintenance would be just pave it with concrete. Yeah. You know, but even that has maintenance. Yes, of course. But there's a lot of plants that uh, that are a lot lower maintenance. They have lower water requirements. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought up hardscape because when you're doing a design plan, so you're you're talking about things like pavement, um, uh, sidewalks, lighting, right? Lighting, yes. Okay. And, uh, water irrigation. Water and yeah. Water so, features are interesting. We're seeing a lot more of those nowadays, too. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. it's that element that really gives life to a site. So we're seeing a lot more fire, too. Yeah. So these are these are two of the elements that I think animate the most. Yeah, and the thing about having a, a, a fire feature, like a fire uh, pit or something or, or, uh, or whatnot, is it tells us uh, when we're visiting people's homes that they they use them right. I mean, you don't turn a fire on if you're not going to be you're not going to be right. using it right. And often it's it's an area it's an area of congregation where people uh, can mm-hmm. sit and, and and enjoy right. That's right. It always draws people. Yeah. And water does the same thing. It's always a drawer of people. And it's also a focal point. Yeah, and the other thing that that I do see uh, every once in a while is uh, the nice thing about uh, or, or water features are being used to sort of mask maybe if it's close by a traffic uh, area, right? To to cut out the traffic noise. That's true. It's a nicer noise. It's a nicer noise, <laughs> yeah, than uh, than than traffic. Um, yeah, and and, and where, like, where do you get the majority of your ideas from? What uh, what inspires you? Oh well, nature first of all. 
uh, nature does it better than I ever could. Uh-huh. And that's the first place I always look. But there's work of other uh, practitioners, other landscape architects who really inspire me. Uh-huh. And uh, so I think those are the places I go first. And then also the site itself. Well, and as you mentioned, that la- the, the one that you brought up was rocky, and it was it was uh, right. it was tricky, right? That's right. Yeah, but it was probably a challenge for you. Oh yeah, yeah. But within a challenge is a lot of possibility. Yeah. And actually, sometimes I feel like the more challenging it is, the more possibility we have. Yeah. Because you're just so alert to it, and and it really has a story. So sometimes the themes and and the directions you take can be um, so much more pronounced. Mm-hmm. And you know, fitting to that site, they are site specific. Yeah. So that inspires me, and the people's story inspires me. Yeah. How they want to use it, what is something in their life, or maybe some part of their life that they used to enjoy and they don't anymore, and can we bring that back into their life? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and people don't need large yards as well, too, right? I mean, we we see so many more compact uh, um, property sizes nowadays, or for instance, townhouse. Um, uh, Townhouses with patio areas and whatnot. People are people are really making a nice job of landscaping these uh, these tighter areas. That's right. You can get connected back to outside and nature in just about any size of space. Yeah. It's just all about composition. Yeah. Uh, even condos too, as long as the patio space is uh, is there, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, James, if people need to reach you again, how can they do that? They can reach me at landstory.ca. Mm-hmm. Or at 250-858-2163. Uh, Land Story Design Associates. Every landscape has a story and every client has a story. Thanks for coming in and, and talking with us, James. Uh, but don't go anywhere. Uh, we're shifting over right now uh, to have a chat with our next guest, who is Mike Ketty. Mike is with YYJ Contracting. Mike, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so, of course, you're here today because we're talking about landscaping. You are a general contractor, though, so you do everything, right? We do, yeah. We, we started out in the new home and renovation industry and then... Uh, um, we were approached by a couple of different um, landscape architects like James to uh, look at tying that uh, inside to the out. And that's where um, the real challenge is a lot of the time is, is having those uh, outside spaces tie into the inside. And some contractors, you don't want to look like you've had two different contractors there. It wants to flow. Yeah. And so that's where we decided that, you know what, I need to get more involved in the construction side of the landscape things. Interesting. Actually, that's a great point because I've noticed that too. It, it's, mm-hmm. you know, when you cross the threshold, it seems like a completely different story is being told, right? Yeah. And that's that's our, you know, always the challenge with any renovation is you don't want it to look like it's been renovated. You, you want the home to look like uh, one seamless transition. And so... Doing that with tying the outside in as well can be very challenging for some contractors. Yeah. So it's a, it's a very important step is to make sure that it looks like it's always been there. So what are some things that you're finding yourself installing nowadays that seems to be uh, uh, common or maybe things that you hadn't seen years ago? I, I'm always actually, it's the complexity of the outside space is always, uh, always what I find interesting is when people think of landscape, a lot of the time they think of, you know, seeding some lawn, uh, throwing a few plants in, and that's just not what we're doing with our outside spaces anymore is is we're having people with some real thought into um, the amount of time they're going to spend outside because we're super lucky as you know in Victoria that we have such a great um, climate here that we can be outside all throughout the year yeah um, so they're creating spaces where they can do that so where we've got outdoor kitchen spaces um, you know that 
the project that James spoke of earlier about uh, having the the hot tub outside with the outdoor shower and the fire pit. And oh, you missed the outdoor shower. The outdoor James. shower. Oh, okay, yeah, it's, a, it's a great okay. spot. <laughs> yeah. uh, challenging with the neighbors in that area, uh, but yeah. uh, one that we overcame with some creative uh, design work on James's part. Actually, yeah, um, it, was, it was a great solution on his part. But uh, you know, we can be out there all year round. Uh, so we have to create a space where we can be. And so that infrastructure, uh, like we spoke of, was you know, having the fire put, bringing in gas lines, water lines, how that's going to work with uh, the infrastructure involved can be is, is the challenge. Uh, yeah. the, the planting part is, it's the beautiful part that people most recognize, but really that's probably about 10% of the project. Yeah. Uh, it's the infrastructure behind it that seemed, that's the difficult part. Yeah, re- really interesting. You know, uh, I mentioned this before a, a, a little while ago, but uh, I, I, you know, I just want to re, um, restate the fact that I'm noticing that people are spending more in their landscaping. Because you know, I uh, when I go back 20 years ago, thinking about people's backyards, like uh, you know, th- there's so much more neat technology and so many more neat things that are going in today. Well, and people are realizing that they want to spend that time, like here on the island, instead of traveling and exploring the world. They realize that people spend a pile of money to come here, and so when you take that, you know, I always say to people, the next time you fly from Victoria to Vancouver, just look out the window, and it's an absolute paradise where we live. So people are realizing that I'd rather spend time here and, mm-hmm. and make my backyard my oasis and um that that's where they're willing to spend that money to make it their oasis so they don't have to leave so yeah they can stay in their home so one of the things that uh, james started off with and I, I i didn't have a chance to talk with you about but uh, um you mentioned it mike outdoor kitchens oh yeah oh, loving those yeah outdoor kitchens have become so popular that 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 space is being able to entertain yeah. uh, and, and again it's it's staying in your home that, that, that's a real important feature for people is to be able to stay at home uh, so for <clears throat> excuse me so for them to create that space where they can barbecue cook entertain have their family out doing full dinners and stuff like that outside is mm-hmm. is not uncommon at all yeah listen hold that thought because we got to take a break uh, when we come back uh, we'll be joining our conversation again with Mike Ketty from YYJ Con Contracting. Uh, if people need to reach you, Mike, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me at uh, yyjcontracting at telus.ca or by phone at 250-656-2760. Great. We'll be back in just a moment to talk more about landscaping. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're talking about landscaping, and uh, in the studio here we have with us Mike Ketty, who's with Mike Ketty, who's with YYJ Contracting. Uh, just before the break, we were talking about outdoor kitchens. Uh, Mike, thanks again for coming. Thank you for having me. Yeah, uh, so we were talking about how we're enjoying these uh, outdoor spaces. i got to say, I have seen even modest houses, like little homes, uh, start having more of that outdoor enjoyment space, like the outdoor kitchen, you know, sort of outdoor bar. Oh, for sure. Stuff. Yeah, and I mean, even the even the, what you can do in a small space with using someone like James uh, to create that for you, it's, it's, it's quite impressive, actually, what, what you can put into such a small space. Yeah, I mean, James is still here. So, James, how, how often are you getting the request for outdoor, outdoor kitchens, outdoor eating spaces? I would say probably 60 to 70 percent of the projects I do include an outdoor kitchen now. Yeah. Wow. 
I mean, they're 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 just so. Of course, when we're looking at homes and we're thinking about Friday afternoon or Saturday afternoon, man, it'd just be so much fun, right? Mm-hmm. It is, and that's you know that's the challenging part of the landscape construction process is it's that infrastructure is it is with Vic- Victoria and the topography of the land and creating space with a lot of the time you know thirty degree slopes. You've only got small space. You have to get really creative, and that's where James really does an excellent job is is creating that kind of an excellent space side of what he has to work with yeah um now you know we talked a little bit with james about timing and about uh um uh actually the one of the things that came up was permits because permits are so important especially it, it depends on the municipality of course right it does we we are fortunate here to have 13 different yeah, municipalities <laughs> so it uh, just to make things easy yeah right? it does it makes it really easy yeah. for uh for all of us contractors out there and and the BC building code is subject to interpretation, so yeah. each municipality interprets it differently. But again, something that, um, as a contractor, I, I can't um, emphasize enough is to to pull the permits, find red seal journeyman tradesmen, uh, certified tradesmen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, budget budget is always uh, very um, important with people, but at the end of the day, um, spending that little bit more and going with a certified, qualified uh, installer and contractor is so very important. Yeah. Um, as a landscape designer, uh, James, uh, what is handling of the permits and everything something that you over, oversee? Or? Well, it, it can be a big part of the process, actually, depending on what the project entails. Mm. It can't be built unless we do the drawings yeah. for the permit. So we put together the drawing packages. It's all part of the design. It can be quite complex, uh, and it's, it's a full-blown architectural experience well so this is one of those things i think that sometimes people are uh misinformed about because i've heard people say well obviously i need a permit for doing work inside my house but when it comes to outside, you know, who's going to be looking kind of thing. That's not true, right? No, it's, it's, it's not. And depending on your municipality, too, um, they're going to require uh, certain aspects of the project to be looked after by, like, a geotechnical engineer. Uh, a horticulturalist is going to have to come in and be involved, depending on the slope, or how close you are to the ocean. All of these variables um, are something that you really need to speak with your municipality about bef- before you really undertake that project. And that's where James and I... Uh, that's where our expertise come in is we, we will point you in the right direction and we will usually take care of all that process for you. Yeah, James, going back to the example that you were talking about with that uh, rocky property and everything, um, I mean, it comes to mind that were, were there engineering uh, issues there that needed to be uh, overcome? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like what? So there had to be a geotech. Yeah. Um, a lot of it had been backfilled before, so we had to check the stability of the area. Yeah. Uh, it was also under a covenant. So we had to have um, some environmental science going into it as well. Okay. And, and then just to get access to it, we had to do some, well, we had to build a road, basically. Okay. So Yeah, if it's a rocky property, it's not going to be easy getting right. uh, excavators and stuff in there, that's right? That's right. So that is all part of that uh, process of getting the approvals for that and getting the right people. And I think that's a huge thing, too, is... If you have a complex project, you don't want just anybody doing it. And this is one of the reasons Mike and I work together so much is because we know what we can do. And we mm-hmm. know that 
you know, we can handle these more challenging sites. You guys work well together, basically. Yes. We, we have do. A good we, history. Yeah, <laughs> we, we seem to get these projects that a lot of people walk up to and go, nope. Yeah, yeah and, they run you know, away. Yeah, it <laughs> says right on my business card, no problems, only solutions. And okay. I, I, I haven't said no to anything yet. It just comes down to time and yeah. budget and, and having the right trades come in and do the job. I mean, that job was we walked in probably 300 boulders, one boulder at a time down a 40 degree slope with an excavator. It was wow. extremely challenging. And, but the client, that's what they wanted. The, the property was unusable. Yeah. Um, and they, they had, you know, half an acre there that they couldn't use. So, I mean, a lot of people told them they wouldn't be able to use it. So to have someone like James and myself come in and finally say to them, no, we can give you what you want yeah. as, as long as you're willing to give us the time, which was about six or eight months yeah. um, and the budget, which I'm sure they're, wanted me not to mention what their budget was on that one it was a yeah. uh, it was it was, it up, was up there, there but yeah. I, I say it's victoria's most expensive hot tub is what okay. I tell people. <laughs> hey so i'm i'm curious like do, do you know how long were those folks in the in the home before you did the landscaping work for them about a year and a half okay so it was relatively uh relatively new I mean, the reason why i ask is that sometimes we see cases where people have lived in their homes for like 15 years mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that had been grating on them for, for years. It's like, oh, you know, I, I wish I could use the outdoors more. Uh, mm -hmm. And then they, they step up and speak to people like you guys, right? Yeah. And, th and those are usually some of my favorite clients, too, is, is the the owner that's lived in the house for 15 years, 20 years. It's They pretty much paid off their mortgage. Uh, they want to create an oasis in their backyard. And so that's where having the renovation side and the landscape side is I go in and I give them their dream kitchen inside, renovate the bathrooms, and then we push to the outside as well. And they want quality because they're going to be there for a really long time. And that's that's what the kind of client that I want because we only work at one quality at the end of the day. And we're, you know, there's a lot of builders out there that are minimum code builders and we're best practice builders. And that's how we do every project. That's Mike Ketty from YYJ Contracting. Also here with James Darnell with Land Story Design Associates. Uh, you know, talking about that story, there was somebody who's been living in their house for 20 years. Uh, I, I think it's another example of maybe somebody who, instead of thinking about moving, mm -hmm. has decided just to maximize what they have in their home. I mean, it's their home for 20 years. Obviously, they're comfortable with the functionality of the house itself. But, hey, let's start doing some stuff outside, right? Well, and what, what, have, what would have worked maybe 20 years ago in their life, their life has changed. Yeah. Their needs are different. So it's reconfiguring their environment to their their needs that they have now and for the future. So they're looking for different things. And I really like to encourage people to, rather than moving all the time, uh, encourage them to make this your home. Hang your hat here. You know, don't be transient. You have a lot of potential here that you don't even know yet. Yeah. So Well, and it's especially important because, generally speaking, the, the primary tenet of, of, of real estate is location, location, location. If you pick the right spot, mm -hmm. you enjoy your, your you know, community, uh, maybe it's just time to do some, some upgrades, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah and that's, that's what we find quite a bit is they, they love the neighborhood mm -hmm. and they don't want to leave and the kids are gone. And so they can finally, they have the money to spend and create that mm -hmm. beautiful space that they've always wanted. Well, I'll give you an example. Maybe some of our listeners uh, are dealing with this as well, too. So my kids are six and eight. I got, I got little kids, right? And I have the play set and the trampoline in the back. Uh, and I honestly, I can't, uh, the kids love it, right? But I can't wait for that stuff to be gone because, you know, it's not exactly a landscape feature, right? It can be. Oh, okay. Um, but, you know, it, it's like, what's, gee, what's that area going to look like when the kids are growing up and it's gone? What are we going to do with that, right? I'm not there yet. It's going to take me a while before I give you guys a call. But, yeah. uh, but you know, just an example of, of maybe what other people face as well too, right? 
That's, it's true. And sometimes people do have these, we'll just call them trampoline features. In their oh, it's yard. just a trampoline feature. And yeah. they're like, you know, we need this, but it's not very attractive. So we can actually do things to integrate it into the land and it has some style. And then, yeah, I'll grow it. And maybe we kind of reconfigure things into like, this is where your teenagers hang out now. Yeah. This is a good place for them to have their friends over. Yeah. And then they go. And then now it's time for different kind of family gatherings. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, James, because this is one of my wife's plans, like her schemes, right? Because um, she really wants the, the house to be a comfortable place for the kids to bring their kids. Because you see, her plan is, I want the kids to be close by because I want to know what they're up to. I want to make sure, you know, they're not getting in trouble and stuff like that. And I get, I'm totally up for that because, you know, we have the property and, and um, you know, that's that's something that I'm sure a lot of other people consider as well too, right? Yeah, and it's just, it's 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 part of the community, our family, our family unit, right? For sure. Yeah, and that's where... Uh, for us as well, as we we wear so many different hats. Um, as your like general contractor, I'm often your project manager, your financial advisor, and your marriage counselor. Yeah, and that <laughs> happens quite quite a bit actually uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. for us in the industry. So it's it's an interesting. We get we really get to know our clients right. uh, at the end of because we spend a lot of time with them, and that's something I always recommend too is to have that good personal relationship with your contractor. And if you mm-hmm. don't feel that relationship, don't you know don't use them. If, mm-hmm. if we don't get along personally, that's that's fine too because we're going to have an intense relationship uh, at the end of the day. We're spending a lot of money in a short period of time and making a lot of important long-term decisions mm-hmm. so make sure everybody's comfortable at the table great point mike because the other thing that we know is that it's it it puts a lot of stress on it on does. a relationship when you're doing a um a sizable renovation right it does and, and sometimes you know that's what i constantly remind clients is it's just a renovation <laughs> and i'm here to take on that stress that's yeah. that's what you pay me to do yeah. um and and i and to me it's not a stress but to them it is so mm-hmm. i don't like to see that uh, sometimes things can get intense yeah. and uh, so i like to enjoy the process and that's why hiring professionals like james and myself it, it should take that stress off for sure um you got a website that people can visit we do it's yeah. uh yyjcontracting.ca uh, Great. And then come see some of my work there. Yeah, and again, if people need to reach you, how can they do that? Uh, they can reach me at yyjcontracting at telus.net or 250-656-2760. Great. And James, I can't remember if we talked about your website too. Uh, yes, it's landstory.ca. Great. And if people need to reach you? Uh, landstory.ca or 250-858-2163. All right. As we wrap the show up here, though, t- uh, you know, when the season starts changing and people st- need to start thinking about approaching the fall, what are some things that they should do to prepare uh, their properties? Well, um, a lot of it has to do with a fall cleanup. Yep. Uh, these plants have been vigorous all summer long, and some of them need to be put to bed. And that's one of the things that we look at uh, or we encourage people to do. Um, We've seen people like wrap up their, their palms. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're, these are not naturally occurring right. uh, uh, species, right? That's right. Yeah. So they should call an irrigation company to have their irrigation blown out. Yeah. And I think another thing, too, is, is evaluate all your, your circulation of the site and the, way, the places that you're going to be walking in the winter. Oh. Make sure they're clear and safe and yeah because things change in the winter they start getting mucky they they start getting wet and soggy and yeah yes 
don't want to don't want to damage those areas. Well, there's so many things to consider with uh, landscaping in your home, but uh, as the theme seems to have been for this entire show, man, there's been some great examples of landscaping here in uh, Greater Victoria. Uh, I, I love seeing where people um, are really enjoying their their outdoor spaces. Uh, but thanks for the conversation today. So we've Thank had you. with us uh, James Darnell with Land Story Design Associates and Mike Keddy with YYJ Contracting. Uh, if you have any questions about landscaping, feel free to give either of these gentlemen a call. They would be happy to help you here in Greater Victoria. And to our listeners, uh, thanks for listening this week. I'll be here for you guys this time next week.